0: Welcome to Dwelling in Magic. My name is Angie and I am so glad you're choosing to spend time listening today. And let me tell you, you're gonna be really happy that you did. You're gonna be filled up to the brim because today's guest is a true superhero. Her name is Corey Brown and she is an elementary art teacher who has created the most magical place for the children who enter her space to explore, discover, move about and create in any way that they're inspired to all of those little hearts opened up to art and the possibility of creating in this world it's just so beautiful so with no further ado ladies and gentlemen here is Corey brown i'm so excited to be sitting this afternoon in the most incredible art room with the exceptional art teacher Corey brown Corey teaches at birch grove elementary school for the arts a magnet school in brooklyn park minnesota I had the pleasure of meeting her last spring when I assisted my friend, photographer Amy Anderson, on a project where we photographed every school in the Osseo School District. Before arriving at Birch Grove, though, I had already heard about Corey from Heather Miller Sink, the principal at Park Center High School, whose daughters had been in Corey's class, and she said, have you been to Birch Grove? Have you met Corey? She was singing your praises. So when we finally arrived at your school shoot, I was really excited to meet you. And then we walked into your room and I was amazed. It was a total art party, which you said was the end of the year party. Yeah. So it was extra special with black lights and fun music and kids moving around the room with such joy. It was really cool. In the midst of all the movement, there was a splatter paint booth and bubbles and so much activity, but it wasn't chaotic. There was a calming order to it. It was, it was just really great. And Corey had mentioned to me, kids hate to lose art privileges or not be able to do things in this room. So everyone behaves. They don't want to miss out on any of the fun. Makes sense to me. So creating this magical art experience is the genius of Corey, which is probably why she's been nominated for teacher of the year. Woo! <laughs> she was even a semi-finalist, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. So well-deserved. <laughs> i have met a few cool art teachers in my day but corey is a standout corey told me she doesn't believe in lecturing and i'll have her tell you more about that but i recall her explaining her teacher style like this let's say van gogh was the highlighted artist corey would show a bunch of examples of his work and when the students could go anywhere in the room and play and create they could try out a version of starry night with paints printmaking collage etc it feels so free and unscripted Mm -hmm. and fun Hands on, just trying stuff. <laughs> my creative juices are flowing just thinking of playing in your art room. So thank you so much for your time today, Corey. Absolutely, thank you for having me on your show. Oh my gosh, what is like? You're my first teacher, ooh, which fun. feels like a really big deal. Yeah, totally. Teachers make the world go round. So I like to think
1: so, yeah.
0: Um, I read somewhere that you may
1: have gone to school here. Yes, so I am a product of the Osseo area schools. This was my home school. My mom Mom still lives three-quarters of a mile away, so if at any day I don't remember my lunch, I can go to her house. Nice! (laughs) Mom! Yeah, right? Thanks, Mom. Um, But yeah, so I went here, and then Brooklyn Middle at the time, and then um, Park Center was my school. And I went to UW-Madison for my undergrad. So there you go. (laughs) There we go. Did you always know you wanted to be a teacher or? No. So when I was, this is a fun story. So when I was in college, I had no like aspirations to be a teacher by any means. And I was kind of like on the track of like uh, graphic design and stuff like that. And I decided like on a whim, uh, my friend Annie and I were like, let's go try out for a play. Right. And so they were holding auditions and we went to go just like. Oh, that's something we can do on a Saturday, go try out for a play. And um, it was for this like educational play that they were going to tour different elementary schools in the area in the Madison uh, metro area and put on a play and then do theater workshops with the kids to like sort of like get that more drama into the schools. And I didn't get cast in the play, but because I have a theater tech kind of background, they were like, hey, do you wanna be our tech person and also help us develop the the workshop part, so the educational part of it. And I said, yeah, sure, let's give it a shot. And um, the play was like a kabuki style, so a lot of the education was a, around the more traditional Japanese like theater forms and stuff like that. And I remember we went to this one school and we had to have this gigantic group, like 60 kids. And they were like, Corey, can you take this on? And I was like, sure, got it, no problem. <laughs> so here I am in the front, I'm teaching this like, group of 60 kids, everybody's doing the thing. And after we left on the bus ride back to Madison, the, the director comes over and he goes, Corey, I'm gonna be real with you. If you do not become a teacher, mm-hmm. you are doing a disservice to the the children of America. <laughs> so I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, that fe- it felt really cool when I was doing that, and like after hearing that like affirmation, I was like, yep, I think this is what I'm gonna do. So the next semester, I enrolled into the art ed program because I had mostly you know art credits. So it's like the more the most logical um, way to go. So I did that, and here I am. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is like. A message from
0: beyond. Right.
1: You should like, Thank do you. This.
0: Right. That seemed really clear. Yep. And being able to manage 60 kids is no small feat. No. And it seems like it came
1: naturally, yeah. obviously.
0: <laughs> that is it's so cool. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think too, like my sort of like working with like kids and stuff like that comes from I'm the oldest of five, mm-hmm. and my youngest sibling is 12 years younger than I am. And so, um, you know, being around small people <laughs> has just kind of been my existence so like it's very natural and very comfortable for me where I know that's not the case for everyone so <laughs> yeah you grew up around it are there any other artists in your family my grandmother is an artist everyone else is more science math my little sister Kelsey is getting more into like she does a lot of like theater stuff now too but um visual artists which comes from my grandma Were you always, were you a little girl just making stuff a lot of times? Yes, so... Putting on plays in the neighborhood? (laughs) Putting on plays, you know, doing the mud sculptures in the backyard. And I always gravitated more towards a visual sort of way of communicating. Um, Just because, like, my my brain doesn't work, like, in a... Think about different ways of learning. I very much had to see it Mm -hmm. to be able to do something. And so visual art was very much my way of being able to communicate with the world when you know words escape me I can make a painting to help show mm-hmm. how I feel or make a drawing and so it was a a way very early on that I kind of was like this is something I, I definitely want to have in my life forever
0: well it's such a gift for anyone to be able to work out emotional things or work out life in general through absolutely drawing Absolutely. or writing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you left Madison. Did you come back to Minnesota at that point? Yeah,
1: so then I moved back to the cities, got a job teaching at a preschool. So for years and years and years, um, kind of the path was preschool. I taught in Montessori settings, which is kind of where my philosophy for what I do currently kind of came from and, and stemmed from. The Montessori method, obviously, is very student oriented, like the student is at the center of their learning, the teacher is a facilitator. So if I see you as my student, like, I really love Marvel characters or something like that. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to show you like how you could interpret that over here in the painting. And so it's like, I'm here to help continue your learning by also like connecting it to you as a person
0: that is Mm -hmm. awesome
1: yeah and which is what Montessori is and which is what I do
0: here too so Hmm. so I mean the kids obviously connect really well with that sort of style (laughs) right right
1: so so yeah you've told me a little bit about it so yeah let's let's talk a little bit about like how I got to this point um so when I first got hired here because this is what I was taught in at you know, my teacher training was like lessons, <laughs> lessons, lessons, lessons. And so when you, when it comes to art education, lesson-based learning is very much, is very formulaic. And it's like, today here, we're going to be using oil pastels and we're going to be talking about uh, Picasso. And this is exactly what I want you to do. So it was very much like, I told the kids what we were doing. I told the kids what we were using. I told them exactly the steps to do it. And so it's like, I'm taking out every single part of the creative process, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, first three years here, I'm probationary, so I'm like, okay, this is what they want me to do. The summer in between my probationary year and the now I'm tenured, which means it's a lot harder to get rid of me. Um, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, I did a lot of research because I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking about that preschool Montessori environment and like how do I create that here because that is what I want that's what I want for them Mm -hmm. and I did a ton of research online and found this sort of philosophy of art education called teaching for artistic behavior or tab or choice based is another one and it's very much using the, the the fundamentals of Montessori where you walk into my room there are different areas in the room that are focused on one way of making art and The idea is that when it's their work time, they can go to that center and have everything they need to make whatever it is they want. So no longer am I telling them what they have to make, Mm -hmm. how to make it, what to make it with. Uh They are making all those choices themselves. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And once I found it, I'm like, I'm never letting this go. And I will tell you that from that moment to now, kids do not want to leave my room this is their safe space they understand that this is this is their room as much as it is mine Mm. and I love that I love that they feel that safe and comfortable in here that yeah I don't know I don't know how else to put it but yeah
0: oh my gosh that is a huge gift and kids don't get a lot of choices in school yeah there are so many amazing teachers and I've been lucky with my kids to have handful of them mm-hmm. but it does feel like there isn't a whole lot of choice when, no. so actually when I was at the school I'm like
1: ah this feels really there's a lot of life here it's and different. it's different it's different and you can feel it as soon as you walk in so a typical day the first 10 to 15 minutes is my time that's Ms. Brown's time mm-hmm. that's my teacher talk time I call it and I go you know I have this stuff that I have to get through if I have to keep stopping because people are talking it's fine I'll wait it's the only time I've ever had the I'll wait actually work because <laughs> the kids want to get to the work time, which comes after my time. And so if I go, all right, well, I'll just wait. You get the peer pressure. And they're like, stop, be quiet. You know? And I'm like, yes, it's working. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I do my little teacher talk time. And then most of the time is their work time. And so we have different centers that are open different times of the year. And it is 35 minutes of just discovery and self-discovery. And, you know, I tell them a lot, It's this isn't about like creating something that looks pretty on a wall. This is your time to like experiment, make mistakes. It doesn't matter if you do because you can make your mistake into something else. And so it's, it's a really... I want to say a stress-free environment for kids. Um, you do have some apprehensive friendos that come in and are like, I don't know what to do. I'm not good at art. I was like, well, one, yes, you are. Because um, you're inherently creative people. We just got to find out what, what, what you like. And once we find that, that's going to help you realize your full potential. And so I can usually get kids to find something. I'm like, well, do you do you like drawing? They're like, yeah, I, I do like drawing. And I was like, okay, let's go, let's go check out the drawing center. And by the time I'm done and kind of explaining where everything is, they already have the paper out. They got the chalk pastels out. They're like, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and so usually it doesn't take very long for them to be like, oh, this is different. Mm -hmm. this is different here, so...
0: Their little spirits are like, I'm I'm free. Yeah, yeah, it's great. (laughs) That is amazing. You must see a lot of different, like, they come in as kindergartners. It's, Mm -hmm.
1: like, up until fifth grade, you must see, like, little artists developing. Well, yeah, and that's exactly it. So, like, if we think about as you, when you're younger, you're in that scribbly stage. And I see that all the time, even with fifth graders, like... You know, we could still be in scribble stage of art development when you're in fifth grade when it comes to painting because you don't have, maybe you haven't had a lot of experience with paint. And that's fine. doesn't mean, like, you're not at grade level. But, like, if you just want to sit over there and mix colors all day, cool, let's do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I find is by the time they leave here in fifth grade, I have, I would say around, like, 70% have found their quote unquote voice Mm -hmm. and they are able to talk about like complex emotions, um, through their art, which is like, that's all I ever want. Cause I'm like, art is just a language. Mm -hmm. Visual art is just a, a way, another way to communicate through pictures or drawings or, you know, paintings or sculptures or you can use it to communicate to people. And so, um, I always get asked, like, how do you give them a grade? It seems so free. (laughs) You know, like, what do you do? Um, And so we do critiques. It's not whole class critiques. I used to do that, but that was really hard for them because it makes them very vulnerable in front of their peers, especially when they're older. It's not something you really want to do a lot. And so we've kind of just created it where the critique is just between me and them. And it's really cool because we do... I have like different like categories and we talk about what they all mean and then they give themselves a grade and then I give them a grade. So they get to grade themselves as long as you know along with me. And then my favorite part of the conversation is I always ask them, well, where did you get this idea from? What? Why? Why did you make this? And so sometimes very rarely now. When I first started this process, they're like, "Oh no," <laughs> but they're now they're actually able to communicate why they're making these choices, and that's all I want to know. And um, I tell this story a lot of the times. Last year, one of my fifth graders, a Latinx, young woman, she had created this like sculpture. Where it was a, a box that she had painted black, and she had put like a paper towel tube on top of that. So it, was, it looked almost like an all black. And she painted that black as well. So it was like an all black factory. Or, mm-hmm. And then she had put these colorful pieces of tissue paper coming out of the top. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I go, what you, where did this idea come from? Tell me why. What's the why here? And she goes, well, she's like, you know, COVID was really hard. And I go, yeah, it, it was really hard. It's still really hard. She's like, and, you know, a lot of things happened. You know, my family was kind of. In shambles because you know, Trump was president and like he was talking about like deporting people, and I was really afraid. So she's like, I kind of just became, I, I kind of retreated into myself. And she's like, that's what the representation of this black sculpture is, is like how I created this sh- like shell for me to protect hmm. me. But she's like, now I'm feeling more hopeful. And that's what the colorful, and I'm like, in tears, I'm like, um, <laughs> you know, and she's like, that's what the colorful, like, pieces mean, that I'm coming back to myself. And I'm like, ah! and so it's like, what? Uh-huh. You're, you're like 10. This is great. I'm like, I'm so happy that this space provided you that way to communicate to people that this is what you're feeling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's extremely powerful. I know, right? (laughs) And so, like, I hear that kind of stuff from, you know, first graders and second graders, and and I love that. I love that about this space. So. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a gift uh, all around. Yeah.
0: I mean, it seems like you, a lot of teachers that I know have said, ah, teaching right now is extra, extra challenging, and there's all sorts of things that are
1: making it that way but you mm-hmm. seem like maybe it's the environment I mean it's still hard I'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, I, that- yeah I tell people all the time if it wasn't for adults that I work with sometimes and like you know especially people like higher up the food chain than I am but um it is hard I'm not gonna like pretend that it's not it comes with it all of the challenges all of the time and you know especially after the last three years we had it's just like we're vilified we were everybody's hero and then nobody's hero and then um it kind of just became this thing where i'm like well the only thing i can control is the here in Mm -hmm. this environment in this space so that's what i'm gonna focus on and that's what i've done and it's great (laughs) but i'm like if i could just stay in here i'll be fine you didn't have to like go to meetings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't have and, to I do mean, all that. That'd be wonderful. Talk with parents. Although yeah. I bet most parents. My parents, are really... yeah, the parents here love me, so uh-huh. it's great. That is, yeah. M- yeah. really great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> talk to me about teaching
1: art during distance learning and like, oh my gosh, <sighs> what did you do? Oh, yeah, well, it was it was well, obviously it was hard. On teaching art online is there's a special kind of person that can do that well. (laughs) I am not that person. Um, And you have to think about it. Literally, we found out on a Wednesday, hey, we don't know what's going on. No more after school activities. Then that Thursday, they were like, hey, guess what? Because this was also around the time we were going to do our musical. They're like, we can't do the musical because we can't have that many people in our spaces. So we're like, ah, what do we do? And then that Friday, they were like, guess what? You get two days next week, and then we're closing the school. And so it's like that Friday was the last day we saw kids. Oh man. And then that Tuesday and and uh, that Monday and Tuesday we had to uh, prepare materials, like pack all the kids' lockers up and put them in garbage bags and have them ready in the gym for when they came. And then we got very little guidance as to what was happening next. And so they sent us home, and we were like, "I don't know. I what?" And so what my teammates, so my teammates are the music teacher, the drama teacher, the gym teacher, and our librarian. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of were like, all right, what are we gonna be doing to be more proactive? Because we need to provide something else for our students. So what we came up with was um, each of us got a day of the week and kind of created a Birch Grove YouTube channel. And so we created videos for the kids. Mm-hmm. And we would share that. We'd email those out and be like, here's Ms. Brown's video for Monday. And so, um, and it was great. And we each got to kind of make it our own thing. Like Chris, the drama teacher, she... Um, her husband is works at, at Saint-Paul, so she was able to actually go into a theater and, like, kind of do, like, more, like, this is what a real theater, and this is what this looks like. And that was really cool. And Ben, our music teacher, was doing fun, because he's obsessed with Mario. He was doing fun, like, music Mario stuff. And then, you know, our gym teacher was doing Cindy. She was doing, like, you know, this is how you do a proper sit-up. And so she was able to do, like, stuff that – you could benefit later, like, show kids. And then I was like, yeah, let's let's walk through and do, like, a fun little, like, this is how you would do this. And we got a lot of kids to engage with us that way. And then what I did was I would then create supplemental videos where I would have a student, and this is all over Zoom, (laughs) I would have a student teach me something. And so it was called Teaching Miss B. And so they would teach me something that they were very good at. And then I created a video oh of them gosh. teaching me the thing. And so that was really fun to make those. Can you think of one student type? Y- yes. So I had a student who just kind of created these, like, really interesting wiggly doodles. And so that she would do them a lot, even pre our lockdown and stuff like that. And so I had, she was the first one. And so she got to teach me how to make those little doodles. <laughs> and um, it was really, it was really fun. Cause then I get to connect with them in a way that makes them feel like we're, we're still, we're still in this. It's, it's still yeah. art class, but it's different. And so it, it was good. And then that turned into now I'm going to offer classes where kids could sign up and I could give them a Google Meet code. So, like, I would send out, like, a big spreadsheet. And it would be, like, on Monday in the morning, we're going to do origami with Miss Brown. And then Monday, you know, in the afternoon, we're going to do, like, cardboard sculptures. And so, literally, it was me in my house with, like, 10 to 15 kids on a, on a Zoom call or Google Meet you know, doing these, like, online classes. And it was just, like, a way for us to just, like, hang out and see each other and be like, I'm still here, remember? And what was fun with that is that I would, I put the links out on my social media, like, my personal ones. And I would have friends that I know, they're like, hey, can my kid join you? And so, like, I had kids from, like, Michigan and Arizona in on the Zoom. And that was really cool and fun. And so, like... They would talk they're like what is what is arizona like you know <laughs> and stuff like that yes. oh is that different from minnesota and so that was really cool and fun and, and then the next year was our hybrid year which that was probably the hardest year i've ever had we would have to switch between modes and we were in person than not then you know oh geez i know it threw a huge wrench into how i do art because it's like so much of what i do in this space is communal Mm-hmm. where kids are allowed to, like, move around freely in the space. Well, you couldn't do that anymore. They had to stay at their table. And and so um, I was still able to, like, do, like, a modified choice. So I was able to get all these, like, plastic buckets. And so, like, it was essentially, like, a center in a bucket. And so, like, mm-hmm. these lockable lids. and They could still grab the drawing center bucket, but they'd have to take it to their table. And so there was that part of that, like community magic that kind of went away but this year it's back it's back <laughs> and like it never really left it was just a little dormant for
0: a while so yes. oh that is
1: huge the community mm-hmm. the working together and yeah. trying things well together they feed off of each other too it's like i don't know um this happens almost every year but one young man fifth grader takes cardboard and creates like a basketball hoop that he can hang outside his locker. Now everyone wants to make a basketball <laughs> hoop, you know? And so it's like, they see what other kids are doing and they're like, oh, that's a really great idea. And they're like, my favorite thing with that is like, a kid will walk up to me and let's use the basketball hoop. They're like, oh, Miss Brown, how do I make a basketball hoop? I'm like, you know what? You should go ask him or you should go ask her because they know how to do that really well. Now that kid's the teacher, uh-huh. you know, which is, I love that. Because then it takes a lot of pressure off me, too. (laughs) Yes. Because there's how many in the room at the same time? Like, Mm -hmm. a bunch. And
0: during that time, I I saw some little clip of you on the news that you'd made these art exchange boxes. Can you tell?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So during COVID, what I saw during these online art classes was, okay, the kid would sign up and let's say it was just like a doodle with Miss Brown. Like I would do like manga drawing, like step by steps. And they'd be like, Miss Brown, I don't have paper. Okay. Well, do you have like a notebook or like a post-it or a paper bag? And I would have to keep like, giving them ideas. I was like, oh, I don't have markers. Or like, okay. So instead of anything, I'm like, how can I make this process more equitable mm-hmm. for my students? Because a lot of them don't have the things. What broke my heart was I could see them losing love with art. Because mm. when they come here, they have everything. Uh everything at their fingertips when they go home they might not have all that so what can i do as their teacher to make this better for them and so what i came up with was i need to have something that i can put stuff in and then (laughs) kids could come to school and grab the things (laughs) and so i had seen on other you know facebook groups instagram and um people re-refurbing old newspaper boxes and so I kind of put on all, all call on my social media. I was like, hey, does anyone know where I could get one of these? Like, <laughs> where do I get an old newspaper box? I don't even know. Like, where do I start? And I was actually able to get two. Awesome. <laughs> so I have, I have one that's permanently here. And so what I did was um, spray painted them and then repainted them to, like, be in the style of famous artists. So I have one that's very Keith Haring centric mm-hmm. and the other one is Van Gogh, Starry Night centric. And so created the art exchange boxes. And so the idea is, is that I would get donations from people. I started like a GoFundMe or a DonorsChoose and I was able to get art supplies and then I would pack them up into these you know little baggies like grab and go kind of thing. And I said, hey, at Birch Grove. I have these packs. Go grab them. Make art. Show me what you make. If not, that's fine too. Just like I want you to just keep creating. And so that has snowballed. <laughs> 3 years later we're still doing that and it's it's great because a lot of parents are like this gives me something fun to do with the kids. Um it keeps them off their iPads yes, or like phones. Right. And so like that's really great. Um my favorite part 'Cause that's what I do in the summer and my favorite part is like putting the little packs together. You know, you putting out on the social media like, Ooh, the new drop you know, the new <laughs> drops like model magic packs and like, it's, like air dry clay packs, you know, yes. and stuff like that. It's so it's really fun and like you know, families get really into it. They're like, oh, we gotta go get it! <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's oh good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. It feels like if there were more of those art exchange boxes in right. the world, I mean the free libraries, those are really good. What well, there yeah. there's more, I don't Exactly.
1: Know. And that's kind of like, yeah, the, the other, like the free little libraries too was a lot where that idea came from. Mm-hmm. Um... But that is a lot of what I like to try to do here, too, is like, how can I take what we do here and bring it home for them? And so pre-COVID, I had these art to go packs that um, it was basically like a center in a bag that they could take home. Uh And so they check it out like a library book. And so it's like, I want to I want to take the painting bag home. And so they take that home and had paper, it had temper paint, it had brushes and like all the stuff that they would need to make a painting at home with their family. Oh, how cool. And yeah, and I actually had a fifth grader uh, a week or so because I haven't done that since COVID. Had um, a fifth grader ask me like, Miss Brown, are you gonna bring art to go back? And I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Uh huh. And so <laughs> some of these kids are like, Miss Brown, remember I used to do this thing? Oh right,
0: cool, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds really
1: great, yeah. and obviously
0: made a huge impression on them. Yeah. But they mm-hmm. remembered. Mm-hmm. Now, as an artist, do you ever
1: come in this room and just make... Up? Do you ever get to play? I you, know, I would say that a lot, as a teacher, a lot of my creative energy goes into how do I make this space better for them. And so, like, by the end of the day, my brain is, like, very creatively drained, and I'm like, okay, I just need to not think about it, so I'll go home and play video games or something. Yes. But lately, I have been getting back into it, and what's really nice is that... You know, I'll do like a cross stitch. Mm -hmm. And so if everyone is engaged in the room and I have a moment to sit down, I'll sit down and do like these cross stitch in front front of them. And that is really fun because then they're like, what are you doing? What is that? Can I learn? And that's like a way for me to kind of be like, oh, if I went over there and just started painting something, now the painting center is really, you know, really a fun place to be. We want to go try what Ms. Brown is trying. So sometimes I'll do that. As for (laughs) doing my own thing, I used to love ceramics, but now um, (laughs) being a teacher of ceramics is like, oh, loading the kiln again, you know, Um, a story I love to tell is like, so that was one of my focuses in college was clay and ceramics. You know, I was pretty good on the wheel. I wouldn't say I was like a master about it or anything. Um, But when I got here, they had potter's wheel, so like. This was a magnet, arts magnet school before I got here. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that whoever started this program didn't really know, like age appropriate wise, <laughs> what to get. <laughs> so leave two potter's wheels here. And I'm like, mm, elementary kids kind of lack a lot of the upper body strength mm-hmm. to do pottery, but they all want to do it. Of <laughs> right? course. Because they they're it, like, it? oh my gosh, it's so fun. <laughs> um, and so because of that, I got really good at cause they'd be sitting at the wheel and I would have to center it for them. Mm-hmm. Instead of making them get up and like, oh, that's the thing. I got really good at centering standing up. I can't center sitting down anymore. <laughs> I have to I have to center standing up because that's like now that's like what my muscle memory is telling me to do. That's crazy. Um, but <laughs> piggybacking off of that, um, again, my energy going into like how do I make this room as accessible to everyone is because they don't know how to center. And that's such a fundamental part of, you know, throwing on the wheel and stuff like that is I found this product called a strong arm and we can go look at it later, but, um, basically it's a, it's a centering tool for people who don't have a lot of upper body strength. Hmm. And so it's like a, actually an adaptive tool. It's really great. It works so slick because they're able to use their whole body weight Kind of pull it and then like put the hole in the middle and once they got that part down it's you know they're they have a really fun time trying to pull it up and they try to see how tall they can make it and oh, now yeah. they're actually making pottery which is great
0: <laughs> so you gotta load that kiln you said after spring break you pull out the clay <laughs> so it's coming soon <laughs> all you're loading Well, oh,
1: they are it's so fun because i always greet the the kids in the hallway and I told them pre-spring break, I'm like, well, let's we'll see. Maybe the Clay Center will be open. <laughs> and then, like, this week I go out there and they're like, <gasps> and they're like, their eyes are really big and they're just like, is it? Is it? I'll be like, everybody, please meet me in the Clay Center. And they're like, <gasps> wow! So there's like, it's just like on like so much joy and they are so excited and they are so happy. And so. Oh my gosh. That's pretty (laughs) priceless. And so it makes coming back to work after a week off much easier. Yes. Open up the dang clay center. Okay. Are they making hand? So yeah, we're, we're focusing now on hand building. So we talk about like, how can we change our clay so you're not just putting a big chunk of clay in the kiln, which would explode. Um, and there a lot, a lot of the younger kids get very concerned about that because I'm like, no, 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 it's not like explode like a bomb, but no, it will right. break and maybe break other people's stuff in the kiln. So we talk about how do you make a slab? Here's some stuff you can make with a slab. Here's a pinch pot. And so like, that's what I like. I give them like the fundamental, the really the basics. Here are the building blocks. Mm-hmm. Here's a slab. This is what you can do with a slab. Here's a pinch pot. This is what you could do with a pinch pot. Here's a coil. And so very little instruction I kind of just show them how to use it. This is how you attach, you scratch, you slip it. We talk about that. And um, then they kind of go and yeah. they play. It's, it's funny because like when I do my demos, I always make the same thing. Year after year after year, I make the exact same thing. <laughs> just because it gives their brain kind of like a way, oh, right, now I remember. I do the same thing when I'm teaching it, it'll jump start their brain, Oh right, 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 right. I remember this. I remember this. And um, it's funny because some of the kids make the same thing I do without without me telling them to. It's just kinda like where their brain goes and I'm like, that's fine, Mm -hmm. cool. But others are like, All right, I can do the slab and I can do this and then they can use it to create what they want to. You must be everyone's favorite teacher. I mean I I don't want to brag, but
0: maybe I might I'm,
1: up be. I'm up there i'm up there i'm up <laughs> there among the
0: favorites so yeah i wish that you would your style and your philosophy could go global yeah. i wish people were interested in doing more well, art like this and setting up
1: classes like this yeah and, and it's funny you say that because i i do have quite a few student teachers um and so part of that teaching for the people who don't know like when you become a teacher you you go to school to learn the like basics And then you get put in the field and you get partnered with a veteran teacher. And then that veteran teacher kind of walks you through like, this is what you do. And then you get to take over some of their classes. And so it's like you have someone with you who's done this before, but you get to try it now. Um, And that's student teaching. And so I've had quite a few student teachers that come and I go, okay, just letting you know right now we do art differently here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they kind of walk through like this is what we do and without fail every single one of them most of them I shouldn't say every single one most of them are like ah, uh, I don't get it like they're like really I wouldn't say scared but they're just like so apprehensive because it's so different from what they've just been taught in their university Mm -hmm. and so they get here and maybe it's that by the time they leave here they're like yeah I get it (laughs) Why would I go back? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, no. thank you. <laughs> That's all yes. I
0: want. It's like, this is how art should be taught. Well, so you have people on the ground going mm-hmm. into their mm-hmm. schools and
1: they're go spreading.
0: Messages. Teach, teach, teach more people. <laughs> yeah. So on your summers, you said you're filling art bags and whatever. Are you doing anything to
1: do, you, do anything to fill yourself up? Fill my bucket? <laughs> fill your bucket. Um, I have found that in the summer, I gravitate more towards growing plants. And so, yes. I love I love that. That's kind of where my my old lady brain has gone now. <laughs> and um old lady brain <laughs> <you're> hilarious. <laughs> um but like that's kind of where I've gone. That's how I create things in the world is growing plants. Getting more back into fiber arts. I really love fiber arts. Gotten into punch needle cross-stitching, embroidery, over the lockdown. Got really into needle felting. Cool. Because you take, like, loose fibers and you stab it a million times with a needle (laughs) and then it creates, like, a little, like, sculpture. I'm like, yes, I love to just, like, you know, sit and stab something over and over again. It feels really cathartic. And so got really into that. And so I'm kind of like the jack of all trades. I'll try something you know, do that thing where you like, then you buy all the things for it. And then like two months later, you're like, Meh, you know, I don't know if we're gonna do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, fortunately, my partner, Adam is also really into like doing stuff like that. So we've been taking classes at like the Arboretum cool. and pottery classes. And so that's been really fun to sort of like get back into more traditional forms of art, that's mm-hmm. it's not so much self directed, because like, it's like going to the gym. Sometimes it's easier when you go to a class. Yes, to oh, get all into the time, it, right? Me. All the time. I need it. <laughs> so, I need it. And so that's kind of. And so within those, you know, you know, confines, I can kind of like find my artistic voice again. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad teachers have a
0: little break. I don't. It would be impossible any other way. But well,
1: I don't get it. Like some of my colleagues, not only are they parents. But then they also do summer school. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, but this is so, like, foreign to me. That's such a foreign concept to me. I'm like, I need my alone time. <laughs> yes. So, do, do you ever go into the theater room next door and do anything? Because you are, you are very naturally oh, yeah. a um, performer, you can tell. I <laughs> help out with the musicals. I'm obviously not on stage, but I do the behind-the-scenes techies. Mm-hmm. Um, So I help out with that. So I have a group of, like, student techies that help move the set around cool. and do the spotlights and stuff like that. So that's really fun. Our music teacher, Ben, does programs twice a year with second and fourth grade, and I help out with that. And sometimes I get a an acting role. So that's really fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. tell that you're <laughs> gifted in those areas.
0: Thank you. <laughs> but I... Just, I'm totally blown away. As soon as we left your room that day, I'm like, oh my gosh,
1: this woman is so amazing. We've
0: (laughs) got to go take her off for a beer, and we just hadn't done it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get her on my podcast. yeah, Because I want to dig into who she is, and I really have told so many people about you. Thank you. You you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe the joy. I mean, you you can associate joy with art very Mm -hmm. easily, but it's sometimes lost in the translation of, of traditional schooling. Absolutely. So... I just feel like you are the hugest gift to this (gasps) world. Thank you, (laughs) and I'm so grateful for your time. And I
1: hope your army keeps growing. Of like spreading out. Do you have any student teachers this year? Uh, I did. did, Yeah. And uh, they are now off at the middle school, and they are like, "Yes, I want to do. I want to do tab. I want to do choice based." And I was like, "Yay!" Oh, that's so
0: great. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Corey. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Aren't you so happy there are teachers in this world like Corey Brown? I wish that my boys were in her art room. I wish that I could go play in her art room and make and discover in this magical community, moving about. It's such a gift to this world. It's so important in this world. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Corey, for doing what you do. I hope it starts an art revolution. I hope so many teachers hear this and say, "I want to try." This Well, friends, thank you for giving a little bit of your time today to this story. I think it's really a cool one. Until next time, friend, tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life?